0: Welcome to the first session of managing your ADD and ADHD with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. I am Carol Vinci. I'm starting with sleep because lack of sleep may be partially responsible for the dramatically increasing number of ADD and ADHD cases. I believe sleep is so important and so misunderstood that there will be a couple of episodes of these programs specifically targeted to sleep. Here are the questions that will be covered during this episode. What's the big deal about sleep? How many of us consider sleep a huge waste of one-third of our lives? And finally, the third one what goes on when I sleep if I never remember my dreams? Our need for sleep may be as much of a mystery as the strengths that are associated with ADD and ADHD. As kids, we resisted bedtime for the fear of missing out on other family activities. As teens, We want more time with TV and our social media contacts. And as adults, the evenings may be the only time in the day when we can attend to our own personal needs. The number of adults who reported sleeping fewer than seven hours each night went from 2% in 1960 to more than 35% in the prior decade. There is a gene that identifies a very limited number of people who require just two or three hours of sleep in a 24 hour period. This is such a small number that is, it is unlikely that you are one of these individuals. My sleep behavior has been far from ideal for my entire life. My mom told this story when I would stand in my crib and announce firmly, I cry more. I was obviously done with this boring task of sleeping. I was ready to attack the world. I am a morning person. Without an alarm, I consistently wake up at 5.30. And I am completely alert with any caffeine to jumpstart me. As a child during the summer, I would be waiting for the milkman when milk was delivered in glass bottles to the front door. I wanted the fresh for my cornflakes and Rice Krispies. Sleep requirements may be an early indicator of ADD and ADHD, and there is a biological reason why people with ADD and ADHD sleep less. Many of the same regions of the brain regulate both sleep and attention. Very little research has been conducted on this subject since there is no financial benefit for this form of treatment. I have friends who refer to my experience, to their experiences, as ADD and ADHD light when they have had limited sleep. The fact is. A sleep deficit may mimic some of the symptoms of ADD and ADHD. Among them are the inability to pay attention, forgetfulness, and procrastination. There is a medical condition called sleep apnea that can contribute to a sleep deficit. My dental hygienist connected me with an ENT doctor ear, nose, and throat specialist who authorized a sleep study. Getting this medical diagnosis provided insurance coverage for this procedure for me. Sleep apnea is defined as a sleep interruption of airflow from 10 to as much as 30 seconds at a time. Sleep apnea is the recurrent episode of the upper airway collapsing during sleep. When this occurs throughout the sleep cycle, the individual will not get the benefit of sleep. As much as 80% of the US population with sleep apnea goes undiagnosed. The medical conditions made worse by sleep apnea include hypertension, cardiovascular disease, coronary artery disease, insulin resistant diabetes and sleep sleepiness related accidents both behind the wheel of a vehicle or operating heavy industrial equipment. Sleep apnea will increase the severity of ADD and ADHD symptoms if you have the combined condition. Sometimes children and adults misdiagnose are misdiagnosed with ADD and ADHD when they actually have a sleep disorder. My sleep pattern was to sleep for up to three hours and then be awakened by my my brain when it was struggling with lack of oxygen. I would be awake for anywhere for an hour to an hour and a half to get my brain saturated with oxygen. I would then fall back asleep for another three hours. A friend commented on this unusual behavior, but there was no doctor who ever questioned my sleep patterns. I was consistent with all my annual check-ups, and yet the subject of sleep was never addressed. I make this recommendation. Never, never answer this question during any medical exam. Is your behavior normal? What may be normal for you may be totally off the charts when it comes to safe survival survivable behaviors. The medical profession needs to learn to ask open-ended questions. An open-ended question is one that cannot be answered with a yes or no. Now, let me address the last question I posed at the beginning of this episode. What goes on in my brain when I sleep? Your brain is actually very active when we sleep. It consolidates and replays the information it absorbed throughout the day. This is why, during my online course called Create Conscious Habits, I recommend planning your next day at the close of your prior day. This allows your brain to work on potential solutions while you sleep. How many times have you woken up the next morning with a solution to a problem that seemed overwhelming before you slept on it? That was your brain tossing around a number of solutions during the night and presenting some possible solutions when you awake. Your brain, in addition to being your business partner, exerts positive changes in healing your body. This aspect of sleep will be addressed in the next episode. I encourage you to join my Facebook page, Leverage Your ADD Vantages. And I encourage comments and suggestions for other topics that you would like to discuss during these programs of managing your ADD and ADHD with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. Welcome to the first session of managing your ADD and ADHD with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. I am Carol Vinci. I'm starting with sleep because lack of sleep may be partially responsible for the dramatically increasing number of ADD and ADHD cases. I believe sleep is so important and so misunderstood that there will be a couple of episodes of these programs specifically targeted to sleep. Here are the questions that will be covered during this episode. What's the big deal about sleep? How many of us consider sleep a huge waste of one-third of our lives? And finally, the third one, what goes on when I sleep if I never remember my dreams? Our need for sleep may be as much of a mystery as the strengths that are associated with ADD and ADHD. As kids We resisted bedtime for the fear of missing out on other family activities. As teens, we want more time with TV and our social media contacts. And as adults, the evenings may be the only time in the day when we can attend to our own personal needs. The number of adults who reported sleeping fewer than seven hours each night went from 2% in 1960 to more than 35% in the prior decade. There is a gene that identifies a very limited number of people who require just two or three hours of sleep in a 24-hour period. This is such a small number that it is unlikely that you are one of these individuals. My sleep behavior has been far from ideal for my entire life. My mom told this story. When I would stand in my crib and announce firmly, I cry more. I was obviously done with this boring task of sleeping. I was ready to attack the world. I am a morning person. Without an alarm, I consistently wake up at 5.30. And I am completely alert with any caffeine to jumpstart me. As a child, during the summer, I would be waiting for the milkman when milk was delivered in glass bottles to the front door. I wanted the fresh <phone rings> for my cornflakes and Rice Krispies. Sleep requirements may be an early indicator of ADD and ADHD. And there is a biological reason why people with ADD and ADHD sleep less. Many of the same regions of the brain regulate both sleep and attention. Very little research has been conducted on this subject since there is no financial benefit for this form of treatment. I have friends who refer to my experience to their experiences, as ADD and ADHD light when they have had limited sleep. The fact is, a sleep deficit may mimic some of the symptoms of ADD and ADHD. Among them are the inability to pay attention, forgetfulness, and procrastination. There is a medical condition called sleep apnea that can contribute to a sleep deficit. My dental hygienist connected me with an ENT doctor, ear, nose, and throat specialist, who authorized a sleep study. Getting this medical diagnosis provided insurance coverage for this procedure for me. Sleep apnea is defined as a sleep Interruption of airflow from 10 to as much as 30 seconds at a time. Sleep apnea is the recurrent episode of the upper airway collapsing during sleep. When this occurs throughout the sleep cycle, the individual will not get the benefit of sleep. As much as 80% of the U.S. population with sleep apnea goes undiagnosed. The medical conditions made worse by sleep apnea include hypertension, cardiovascular disease, coronary artery disease, insulin resistant diabetes, and sleepiness related accidents both behind the wheel of a vehicle or operating heavy industrial equipment. Sleep apnea will increase the severity of ADD and ADHD symptoms if you have the combined condition. Sometimes children and adults are misdiagnosed with ADD and ADHD when they actually have a sleep disorder. My sleep pattern was to sleep for up to three hours and then be awakened by my, by my brain when it was struggling with lack of oxygen. I would be awake for anywhere for an hour to an hour and a half to get my brain saturated with oxygen. I would then fall back asleep for another three hours. A friend commented on this unusual behavior, but there was no doctor who ever questioned my sleep patterns. I was consistent with all my annual checkups, and yet the subject of sleep was never addressed. I make this recommendation. Never, never answer this question during any medical exam. Is your behavior normal? What may be normal for you may be totally off the charts when it comes to safe, survival, survivable behaviors. The medical profession needs to learn to ask open-ended questions. An open-ended question is one that cannot be answered with a yes or no. Now let me address the last question I posed at the beginning of this episode. What goes on in my brain when I sleep? Your brain is actually very active when we sleep. It consolidates and replays the information it absorbed throughout the day. This is why during my online course called Create Conscious Habits, I recommend planning your next day at the close of your prior day. This allows your brain to work on potential solutions while you sleep. How many times have you woken up the next morning with a solution to a problem that seemed overwhelming before you slept on it? That was your brain tossing around a number of solutions during the night and presenting some possible solutions when you awake. Your brain, in addition to being your business partner, exerts positive changes in healing your body. This aspect of sleep will be addressed in the next episode. I encourage you to join my Facebook page, Leverage Your ADD Vantages, and I encourage comments and suggestions for other topics that you would like to discuss during these programs of managing your ADD and ADHD with sleep, exercise, and nutrition. Welcome to Thrive at Work with ADD and ADHD, Episode 2. I am Carol Vinci. I thrived during my corporate career doing phase zero design projects across multiple industries. I was the client contact for these projects, a role many of my colleagues dreaded. An accountant type in the office asked for a list of my questions when a one-hour scheduled appointment with a client turned into a three-hour event. I tried to explain to him what a ridiculous request was that, that was. Aside from asking the business problem the client was trying to solve, how the products in question were helping solve that problem, and what their frustrations were in their attempt to use the specific products, each following question depended on the prior answer. This was a concept he was completely unable to absorb. I am here to help you find your magic, your gift, the talent that separates you from the other people in whatever organization you are part of. I traveled, I moved, all to keep my adrenaline rush going. The only concessions to having a personal life was spoiling myself with skiing west of the Mississippi on weekends to and from business sessions and using my frequent flyer miles to defray expenses. What was not obvious, particularly to me, was how emotionally draining my work schedule was. The strong mental energy exerted at work to stay focused, left me exhausted and isolated at home on weekends. My adrenaline glands were shot. My cortisol levels were outrageous. As an individual without any knowledge of ADD and ADHD, I thought I had it all together. During my five years as a sales rep, my manager must have observed something that was disturbing. I was in my mid-thirties. I remember him saying, I, am having, I perceive that you are having a midlife crisis. I was sent off to a two-week break to attend Harvard's President's class created specifically for my organization. I knew I didn't relate to my peers. During a small dinner party at my apartment for some of my work colleagues, one of the guests commented, do you know how intimidating your bookcase is? Every book was skills-based. I was always working, if not in my corporate job, then on my personal property investments. As I look back on those years, I was extremely isolated. If you share these behaviors, Let me alert you to some of the alternatives. When I started my own businesses, and you may notice that there were multiples, I hired an organizer. I no longer had a secretary who would keep me at at least some level of organization. The organizer recommended colored folders. This simple concept has saved my life and has survived for decades. Each color has a significance to me, so along with a labeler, it is easy for me to remember. Orange, my favorite color, keeps my personal records and expenses. Pink is for medical expenses. Black are client copies of assessment reports, and gray are my copies, and it, the list goes on. When I shop at an office supply store, I buy a hundred of each color. When they release a new color, I add those colors to my collection. When I look at my desk, I know what color to look for. The key to this system is absolutely nothing gets misfiled. Otherwise, it is lost to the world forever. Acknowledge what never gets done and stop hoping you will get to it. If you have the resources at home, have a candid conversation and ask for help. I know how difficult this is. If you are alone, bring someone in to help. This can be done for pay or barter. The important thing is to get somebody with the skills that you are lacking on. And I recommend using an assessment tool to get specific information on your skills and then the complementary fit with your partner or hire. This is really key to making the process work. Plan for social engagements that include a combination of people And physical activities. The importance of exercise is discussed in depth in my companion podcasts, Manage Your ADD and ADHD with Sleep, Exercise and Nutrition. I have used tennis, downhill skiing and golf as my outlets. I realize these activities also provide an outlet for my competitive energies. So when you look at your interests, see what fits to satisfy all aspects of your life. I hope this information has helped you gain some insights into the multiple sides of life with ADD and ADHD. I invite you to join my Facebook group, Leverage Your ADD Vantages. Use this site for either questions, comments, or requests for additional information that might be added to these weekly podcasts. Thank you so much for your attention. Welcome to Thrive at Work with ADD and ADHD, Episode 2. I am Carol Vinci. I thrived during my corporate career doing phase zero design projects across multiple industries. I was the client contact for these projects, a role many of my colleagues dreaded. An accountant type in the office asked for a list of my questions when a one hour scheduled appointment with a client turned into a three hour event. I tried to explain to him what a ridiculous request was that, that was. Aside from asking the business problem, the client was trying to solve, how the products in question were helping solve that problem, and what their frustrations were in their attempt to use the specific products. Each following question depended on the prior answer. This was a concept he was completely unable to absorb. I am here to help you find your magic, your gift, the talent that separates you from the other people in whatever organization you were part of. I traveled, I moved, all to keep my adrenaline rush going. The only concessions to having a personal life was spoiling myself with skiing west of the Mississippi on weekends to and from business sessions and using my frequent flyer miles to defray expenses. What was not obvious particularly to me, was how emotionally draining my work schedule was. The strong mental energy exerted at work to stay focused left me exhausted and isolated at home on weekends. My adrenaline glands were shot, my cortisol levels were outrageous. As an individual without any knowledge of ADD and ADHD, I thought I had it all together. During my five years as a sales rep, my manager must have observed something that was disturbing. I was in my mid-thirties. I remember him saying, "I am having—I perceive that you are having a midlife crisis." I was sent off to a two-week break to attend Harvard's President's Class, created specifically for my organization. I knew I didn't relate to my peers. During a small dinner party at my apartment for some of my work colleagues, one of the guests commented, Do you know how intimidating your bookcase is? Every book was skills-based. I was always working, if not in my corporate job, then on my personal property investments. As I look back on those years, I was extremely isolated. If you share these behaviors, let me alert you to some of the alternatives. When I started my own businesses, and you may notice that there were multiples, I hired an organizer. I no longer had a secretary who would keep me at at least some level of organization. The organizer recommended colored folders. This simple concept has saved my life and has survived for decades. Each color has a significance to me, so along with a labeler, it is easy for me to remember. Orange, my favorite color. Keeps my personal records and expenses. Pink is for medical expenses. Black are client copies of assessment reports and gray are my copies and the list goes on. When I shop at an office supply store, I buy a hundred of each color. When they release a new color, I add those colors to my collection. When I look at my desk, I know what color to look for. The key to this system is absolutely nothing gets misfiled. Otherwise, it is lost to the world forever. Acknowledge what never gets done and stop hoping you will get to it. If you have the resources at home, have a candid conversation and ask for help. I know how difficult this is. If you are alone, alone, bring someone in to help. This can be done for pay or barter. The important thing is to get somebody with the skills that you are lacking on. And I recommend using an assessment tool to get specific information on your skills and then the complementary fit with your partner or higher. This is really key to making the process work. Plan for social engagements that include a combination of people and physical activities. The importance of exercise is discussed in depth in my companion podcasts, manage your ADD and ADHD with sleep, exercise and nutrition. I have used tennis, downhill skiing, and golf as my outlets. I realize these activities also provide an outlet for my competitive energies. So when you look at your interests, see what fits to satisfy all aspects of your life. I hope this information has helped you gain some insights into the multiple sides of life with ADD and ADHD. I invite you to join my Facebook group, Leverage Your ADD Vantages. Use this sites for either questions, comments, or requests for additional information that might be added to these weekly podcasts. Thank you so much for your attention.